Jewish audio on Chabad.org. Good morning. With the help of Hashem, we are learning today's three Prakim Rambam. Hilchai Shabbos, Prakim Chavzayin, Chavches, Chavtes. Chavzayin, Chavches are going to be the Prakim that speak to us about Chum Shabbos, beginning with Pedic Chavzayin, that's going to introduce the concept of Tchum Shabbos, Shitos Ramam in Tchum Shabbos, that Tchumen is Doiraisa, the bigger Tchum, it's the smaller Tchum, that's Midrabanan. As this will continue in the next chapter, when the Ramam is going to describe to us exactly how do we measure, from where do we measure the Tchum. But let us begin this chapter. This chapter, Pedic Chavzayin, has 17 halachas, beginning with halacha Aleph. Hayoit Zichutz Tchum Hamedina B'Shabbos, if a person goes beyond the word Tchum, we're going to use the word Tchum. The word Tchum means a boundary. If you go beyond the boundary of the city, again, how do you measure the boundary? What's considered the outside of the city? That's next chapter. For the concept, when you go beyond the Tchum, you're Chayiv Malkus. And how amazing is that? In other words, everyone associates Chilol Shabbos, Midoir Aisa, with the Chiv Skila and Kadis, which is correct. But that's for the violation of the Ovis and its Toldois. But there is, according to the Rambam, we're paskening over here that there is a biblical obligation of not going beyond the Tchum. And if you do that, you're violating a Doiraisa, a Doiraisa connected to Shabbos. For this, there is no Kadis, there is no Skila. It's like any other violation of Allah, Yechayv Malkus. And where do we have that Shinemar? It's not called a Malacha, but the Ramam is quoting from, uh, from Bishalach. And that's different ways of, of teaching the Pasuk. But we're Paskening that when, when, when Moshe Rabbeinu said, Al ish mimekoymei that's in reference to receiving or to retrieving the man. It's not only because the man did not fall on Shabbos. And not only that even if the man were to fall on Shabbos, you may not transfer it. The way we are Paskening, the Ramam is Paskening, the Al ish means, forget about the man. You can't walk out the outside this boundary, and now the Torah says, from your place, so is what we call the Tchum Shabbos. Now, says Rambam, even though the Torah did not say what is this boundary, the that means that they had a transmission, that means it was all from God, that this Tchum refers to going beyond the 12 mil. People, don't confuse a mil and an amma. Right, every mil is 2,000 amas, or 2,000 amas is one mil. This is 12 mil. And why is that keneged? The entirety of the Machna Yisrael. And the Kach Amalehem Moshe Rabbeinu, Loi Seitzu Chutzla Machna. Now, by rabbinic law, you may not leave the city, even if you're going a much shorter distance. You cannot go only up until 2,000 amma, which is also known as 1 mil, which is a twelfth of the 12 mil. Avul chutzlal payim, if you go beyond the, the, the 2,000 amma, here you violated an isr derabanan, that amma is faithful to his words asur, even though the chayiv doesn't mean chayiv chatos, because it, it's not a sin for which you're chayv kadis b'meizit. You're not chayv kadis, you're not chayv skila, but still chayv doiray. So asr midrabanan. And sha'al paim, where did the chachamim base this 2,000 amma? That is, as we'll learn in a different area in halacha, that outside every city in Israel, you have to leave the migrash ha'ir, a open space, which totaled a 2,000 amma. So that's where the chachamim, and there was 2,000 amma beyond the city, still called part of the city. 
every city has to have an open space around it in that amount. So that's the Tchum Midrabanan. Halacha number two, Nimtseis, Lameid, Kumtois, Shemutar, Laadam, Bishabis, Lahalech, Eskola, Irkola. That the city doesn't count. You don't count down while you are walking in the city. You can walk in the city even if the city is as large as Ninveh. Ninveh then was a city that had more than a million inhabitants. That was a huge city in, the, in those days. That's independent whether the city is surrounded with a wall. So the city itself you don't, even, you don't even begin counting down this 2,000 rabbinic amas. Even when you're living the city you can go 2,000 amas. Now that I'm going to write something very important which will better or, and in a more detailed w- way will be clarified in the next chapter, that it is you, you measure the city by squaring it off like a tablet. Now when you square something off like a tablet, let me just give you one quick heads up, that if the city generally, I know the city is not perfectly square, but if the eastern side of the city is more or less facing the Ruach Mizrachis, then you don't even have to realign it. In other words, you make a line on the eastern side, beyond that 2,000 amma. A lot more details in the next chapter, and whoever has the chayenu, there are just a few pictures, which, which clarify a lot, uh, pictures like a thousand words, in exactly, if it's a round city, if it's a triangular city, but the concept will be is that we're very lenient by Tchumen. So if, if it's not straight, if one side of the city is not straight, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna align it, we're going to make a line which will extend it to the max, having even the most furthermost house within that line, and then beyond that 2,000 amas, rounding it in verses, making it into a circle, even if the city is circular, will also extend, you're going to have the areas of the corners, which are outside of the circle, but they are included in the Tchum Shabbos, in which you may walk there even without violating the rabbinic tchum. If a person went beyond the 2,000 and not violating a doyer isa, so like any other violation of the rabbinic, until they walked at 12 mil. Or another thing, in other words, you could walk the violation is when you go beyond it, even if you only go one amma. another big chiddush, because we're going to learn about a person as his daladamas, once you went to the, to the boundary, the Rabbanon, the Eraisa, going beyond that even only one Amma, then if you went beyond the 12 mil, you're going to be loika, minatoira, again, that's amazing, it's a, according to the Nambam, Yechayev Malkis, for Chilol Shabbos, which is unique when it comes to Tchumen. Halach There's no carbon for because the rule, that's the beginning of Christus. The rule of a carbon chattas is if the Mezid Yechayev Kadis, there's no Kadis for this violation of Shabbos. What happens if you're walking, but you are not walking on the ground, you are walking How is that even possible? Well, first of all, that's the whole discussion about Eliyahu HaNavi coming on Shabbos. Whatever, however you'll understand it, we're speaking about a possibility, a phenomenon that Eliyahu HaNavi is going to be flying. But here, the example that Amam gives, which is more down to earth, is that people built small pillars. When I say small, it's not about the height. Well, it has to be higher than 10 Tfachim, but they're not wide and long, 4 by 4 Tfachim. They are narrower than that. And these planks are higher than 10. But the Ein Mehem Tfachim Al Tfachim, which means, as we learned above, the, the top of these pillars have the status of a Makim Tur. 
So you're walking in a Markim Tur, which will be very similar to Eliyahu Navi flying, so to say. Or not. The Ramam says this doubt is dafke if you're walking on a Markim Tur. But if we built a Rishus HaYachid, a Halachic Rishus HaYachid for Shabbos, that means that you build a, a platform, and the platform goes for miles. The platform is four by four tfachim or more, even though it's all a mile masora, that's called going on the tchum. That's no doubt. That's like walking on the ground. In other words, it's not because you're walking in a Rishusarabim. Lamaila Masara means that you are in a Makim Ptur. That's where there's a suffix, and the Yesh Isur Tchum Sham without any doubt. Now the Ramam doesn't say what we do with that suffix. But Lachaira, following the Ramam's general rules that we already learned together, that when you have a suffix the oiraisa, you got to be machmer. You have a suffix the rabbanon, you can be lenient if we're going to use that uh, model. So that's very good. It comes behemshuk to halacha aleph and base. That means going beyond. If you want to go beyond twelve mil, they'll tell you don't do it. If you want to go between the two thousand amas, the one mil and the twelve mil, then you could a suffix the rabbanon lachaira halacha dalat mishishavas bedir shavamin. No, that was that was that was that was not an Awakim tour. That was just a tefach. There's a tefach of airspace, so just a, even if there's tumas atahoyim, it's not going to go up. So what we did learn, what we did learn, yeah. But this would not make a difference, and they never went beyond the tchum. They went to harazesim. Okay, halachadalat misha shabbos bedir shabbat. But if you took shabbos in while you are in a enclosed area, for example, you were in a barn or you were in a corral. Right, so it's not covered with a roof, but you know, but it's surrounded with a fence. Or you were in a cave. The chayotzebehen, you are in a reshusayachid. So just like the Rambam says, that if you take Shabbos in the city, you only begin measuring or counting the 2,000 Amas. Once you leave the city, if you are in a encircled reshusayachid out there, you have the same upside. You only begin counting the 2,000 Amas once you leave that corral, once you leave that barn. And you don't deduct you know, I, the thing has, a, I don't know, the thing has a, a hundred feet, a thousand feet. You don't count it. You only begin counting when you walk outside of it. Again, you make a ribua. Again, next chapter, we're going to learn how to make the ribua. Okay. If you take Shabbos in where you are in an, an open valley. Now, open valley means that you're not within walls. So, even if you did not intentionally decide this is where I'm taking Shabbos in because you fell asleep at 4 p.m. and you slept into Shabbos. So here we go. Just means you have four Amas and from your four Amas beyond that 2,000 Amas. Now here is about a person that had he or she been awake they were planning to take Shabbos in out there in the valley. That's very important. And then, they, since they were taking in Shabbos out, out of the city, so they have their place, plus 2,000 Amma. Now what happens? You have the 2,000 Amma, but you don't know where it ends. So we are very lenient by Tchum and the Rabbanan. We, as you'll see, many halachas. So how do you measure it? Push it. Every step that you take, is approximately one amma because if you remember that in the Gemara, your foot is a half an amma, and the space between one foot and the other when you're taking an average step is another half an amma, which more or less every time you take a step, you are throwing yourself further an entire amma. And that will be the Trum Shabbos. Halacha 5. Now, guys, Halkop, there's Halacha 5, and there's going to be Halacha 9. 
they're different if you're going to pay attention. This is all about a person that was koina shvisa. Get used to these words. That means that you either intentionally or even though you were sleeping, but had you been awake, you're, you were planning to take Shabbos in wherever you are outside of the city. So that is your place. Now you can go beyond your place for 2,000 Amma. What's going to happen if the 2,000 Amma already enters the city? What will be the question? Do we say, since the city was within 2,000 Amas, since had I taken Shabbos in the city, I would be allowed to walk in the whole city plus 2,000 Amas. Once I'm in the city, I should now be able to walk to the entirety of the city. So the Rambam says that if the city is beyond, if there is a part of the city that goes beyond your 2,000 Amas, ignore the fact that it's a city. So I took in Shabbos 1,000 Amas outside the city. The key is, I wasn't planning to make it to the city. I took in Shabbos out there in the field. Now I'm bored Shabbos day or Friday night. You know what, let me shpatzid. Let's, if the city has many, many thousands of amas, which means that there is a part of the city that is beyond 2,000 amas, I may not walk into the entire city. I can only go up into 2,000 amas. And you end up in the direction that you walked, you walked, you didn't go beyond the Tchum de Rabbanon, but you end up now inside a private domain. Half of the barn is beyond the 2,000 Amas, or the Medina. Half of the Medina is beyond it. You're not allowed to now walk in the whole Rishus HaYachet. You're not allowed to walk in the whole Rishus in the whole city. You can only walk on 2,000 Amas. Guys, you remember one thing. That's because you were not aiming prior to Shabbos to reach the city. Are you starting outside? Is that the idea? We're starting it outside. We're saying, a guy was coined a Shavisa. That's the key. That means when Shabbos came in, there's a case that we'll have in Allah Chetes that I'm trying to make it to my city. Elamad, push it, got dark. So the rule is, is that since I intend to keep Shabbos in my home, in the Medina, all really that needs to happen is, I got to make sure that when Ben Hashemoshes came in, I'm within the Tchum Shabbos. Then it's as if I took Shabbos in the city. As long as I don't have to walk beyond the Tchum to get to the city, once I enter the city, I'm like any other city person. Here, that's not the case. Here, the person was planning to be out on the road, in the desert, in the Bika, wherever he is. You take still have 2,000 Amas. But here, there's a Chumrah. If my 2,000 Amas take me into the city, with the exception that we'll have in a moment, I cannot work more than my 2,000 Amas. I don't get the whole city, but there's a, there's a nuance to that. That I don't get the whole city. Let me say this by heart. So guys, let's just use this as an emotion. I take in Shabbos here. Again, my intent is to be here. The city, let's give an example. I'm 500 Amas away from the city. The whole city, only, only walking in that angle is another 500 Amas. So, the whole city is included in the 2,000 Amas. If that were to happen, then if I want to go further than the city, the city only counts for 4 Amas. I do get that leniency. The whole city is only the Alad Amas. Even though my intent was to be Koinish Visa outside the city, if to the Shusayachid or if the Tchum, the Medina, all of it, all of it is still within the 2,000 Amas, then I can also consider the whole city only Daladams. But the moment there is even one Am of the city that's beyond the 2,000 Amas, 
Not only can I not go beyond the city, all of my amas are going to be eaten up, and, and that, which will mean that I may not walk in that entire city. Oh, the Ramam gives an example. I'm a thousand amas away, which means, and the city itself, or the, has another thousand. No, it's not beyond that. So since the end of the other side of the city is still exactly 2,000 amas or less, I can not only walk through the whole city, of course I could because it's within the 2,000 amas, but here's the Chiddush, because I walked 1,000 amas until the city, the whole city is 1,000 amas, the Chumrah would have been, I can't even take one step on the other side of the city, so here we don't say that. Since the whole city is Nivla in my Alpayamama, the whole city is only like Daladamas. So I can walk on the other side. Now guys, people that took Shabbos in the city have a lot more. People that took Shabbos in the city can go Alpayamama. But Epis, at least here I get something. But coming back, but if any part of the city, means if I'm walking, if I'm going Mizrach Lamayrov, and you measure 2,000 Amas from where I'm going to if that is not on the other side of the city, that means there's going to be some part of the Rishos HaYachar or the city that's protruding outwards, then every single Amma in the city is deducted off my 2,000 Amas. Another thing. If the whole city, I, I walked 1,000 Amas, Danny, and the city is not 1,000 Amas. The city is 1,000 Amas and only one Amma. He wants to emphasize, not four amas. Only one amma. Only one millimeter. That's it. It's not fully contained in your 2,000. Then you only have the limit. I only have the limit, even though it ends in the middle of the city. Now another important thing. In such a case, even though I'm talking not a lot of walk beyond there, however... If I am in a city that has a Eruv, I'm in a walled city, I'm allowed to throw to the other end of the city. I'm not allowed to walk. But my item, which by the way is normally bound to my Tchum, since I am in a Rishush there is no limits to how far you can throw. Now, the Chayim Yishishavaz Bebikah. Another case of a person took in Shabbos in this open valley, the Hikifu and Goyim made a enclosed area. We learned that a mechitza that's made on Shabbos is called a mechitza with the nuance. It should not be made for you with your with your knowledge. Just example, Goyim made a mechitza. You happen now, now you are in a mechitza. So like this, if the mechitza would have been made prior to Shabbos, what would have then been the mechitza? Within the mechitza, it's like within the city. You don't even you don't even begin counting down the two thousand amma. But now you only have four amas and then two thousand amas. But now the goyim made a wall, even though it's called a mechitza. As far as the laws of transferring is concerned, like let's say a bikas akadamalis, so I cannot transfer more than daladamas. As far as that is concerned, I can carry within the mechitza. But as far as the dinam of tchum is concerned, afapi shuhu betoicha mechitza, right? I can only go 2,000 amas from where I was coined a shvisa within there. However, what happens, just for example, if they built a, 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 a mechitza that goes even beyond the 2,000 amas? More than 2,000 amas. So I only can walk 2,000 amas. 
But since it ends, I'm within a mechitza. Mechitza that's made on Shabbos, generally, is called a mechitza. Like we learned above, I can throw to the end of the mechitza. Words, don't confuse Tchumen with the dinum of Yitzha. Another nuance. Another other nuance is, is that we're speaking about mechitzas that, that have within it the 2,000 Amma. So that's really connected to the Karpev, which are other dinum, that even though if the walls were made by the Goyim, they also needed to make it L'Shem Dira. Because if they did not make it L'Shem Dira, then Medrabanan that also has a din of a Karmelis and you cannot carry more than four Amas. Point is, don't confuse Hitzah with the dinam of Tchumen. Halacha 9 differs from everything until now. Halacha 9 is the case that a person is taka Shabbos, they're not in the city yet. But they, they're not koina shvisa in their physical place. They're aiming to get to the city. Just, they got tripped up. Everything changes then. Halacha 9. That's the key. They intended to go into the city. Doesn't matter if they're coming on the ship by Yam. And the ship didn't dock before, the, you know, before Shabbos came in. Or they're going on dry land. Doesn't make a difference. Caravan, shmaravan, car. Doesn't matter. You're outside the city. Since your goal was not to spend Shabbos outside the city. You're aiming, let me at least get within the tomb. Because like this, you know you can go to the city. You're planning to spend Shabbos in the city. Now, if you hit, even though you didn't reach the city, you only reach the city on Shabbos. You are unlike any city resident. Unlike Okay, If you're traveling to a city, your goal was to reach the city. And you fell asleep out of Shabbos. Similar to before, prior to you falling asleep, you were aiming to reach the city. And you only woke up on Shabbos. And when you wake up, you realize, I'm not in the city, but at least I am within the Tchum. So Halacha Yud becomes like Halacha Tes. Same concept, even though you did not have, so to say, intention when Shabbos came in because you were sleeping. But if you would have been awake, you would have so intended... And everyone knows, the Emes, you know, I was aiming to spend Shabbos in the city, or I don't care. Many people, when they travel, wherever I am, I'm going to spend Shabbos. That, that will make a difference. Prior to you falling asleep, your intent was to hit the city. Unlike, if I'm planning to hit the city before Shabbos, but when Shabbos came in, I was beyond the Tchum, then my intention is of no avail. Because then I'm not allowed to walk to the city. Now, let's speak about what happens if a person broke the laws of Tchumen. And there's a lot of nuance. If you walked out of the Tchum, even only one Amma, you walked out, you got to stay there. You may not come back. You have to stay in that place. What is that I'm trying to point out? He's asking Akasha. If a person acquires his Dalad Amis, so Mela, if I went beyond the Tchum plus four Amis, then I'm out. Then Amam is saying, if I only walked out one Amma beyond the 2,000 Amas, why don't we say that that one where I'm standing, I got four Amas? So back, going back, going back within the Tchum is still in my place. We don't say that. Why not? Because when you say you have four Amas, then Amam is saying, if I'm going in that direction, I talk a half four amas from where I stop, continuing in the same direction, not backwards. So uh, my dalad amas don't include any part <coughs> within the 2,000 amas. 
words, when you say that you're stuck there, stuck there then doesn't mean that I can't move. When, I, when I'm beyond the 2,000 Amas, I have four Amas. But you know, where are my four Amas? Not backwards, frontwards. So since my Daladamas is beyond the Tchum, that means I completely left the Tchum and I may not walk back. Now, another case. I, I was planning to spend Shabbos outside the city. Even only one Amma. Here, another thing. So why don't we say, okay, I got 2,000 Amas. Now, right, now I'm walking to one Amma of the city. And now you just said that you have another, no, no, you have 2,000 Amas. You have more than four Amas, but that's behind you. You're telling me that every person has four Amas? I'm giving you 2,000 Amas. Walk back. And by the way, you really have 4,000 Amas because you can walk back to the place that you took Shabbos in and you can go to the other direction, 2,000 Amas. But you don't use Daladamas as we're here to say, ah, now you have another Daladamas, you can enter the city. We don't say that. The Im calls him Midosim and makes us so ear, as we had an Allah Hey, Mahalachat Soif Midosim, Kimoy Shomar no. Now, and not the whole city. You are walking into a city. Where's the boundary? One foot here, one foot there. Who got kicked out of the base matters because he began to ask these questions? I don't know what was concerning this. Then you can enter because it's considered as if the city is in your tchum. We're speaking about the case here of halacha tesenu that you intended to be koinish visa in the city. Yeah, because you have, you have, you have, you, Idrabam says if you don't know, if no one pre measured, you take 2,000 average steps. So which foot are we looking at? Your back foot or your front foot? Okay, uh, yeah, yeah. So then you can enter. Uh, I, no, it wasn't concerning this. I think it was no. I, I think it was concerning. Uh, I think the demo rooster that if a rooster is within fifty yamas of a hen, whether the blood, whether we say that it was uh, impregnated from the rooster, I think there was such a question over there. What happens if it, uh, one foot here, one foot there by the chicken? And if for some reason, Toysva says, why was he kicked out? That's a typical uh, question. You have always all these shilohs of a half foot here, a half foot there. Okay, Allah Now, if you went out without intent, or, for example, Goyim forced you to go out. Here we have an Allah mental illness. Interestingly, that if a person was possessed with the Ruach Ra, which means he became temporarily insane, and in his, in his throw of insanity, I need to walk around. I'm very angry. I got to walk. And you, walk, you walked outside the Tchum. Or you made a shoigig. Ein loy ela arba amas, which is like mesid, with a difference. Chazar ladas, here's the difference. If you take a winter b'shoigig, you're not allowed to walk back. If you violated that rule b'mesid and you walked back, then you're stuck with your four amas. But if you only left b'shoigig, and then Bishoigig you returned, like if the Goyim forced you out, they forced you back in. In such a case, then that's as if you didn't leave. The Ibn if the Goyim placed you outside the Tchumber in a private domain, here also, here these are the leniencies. Dafka because you were removed Bishoigig, you can move around in that area. And you find out that you're in it. Again, if you went out Bimazid. Even though you are in Eirishu Sayachid, 
You only have Daladamas. If you want a Bishoyig, you are within an enclosed area, you can walk within that enclosed area. Halacha Yudimul. Yatsu Chutzlechum Dadas. If you walked out Bimezit, Afapisha Chazashaloy Dadas, even if you were brought back against your intent, for example, Goyim forced you back, or you became outside, you became imbued with a Ruach Ra'ah that kicked you back in, it's still Eiloy Ela Arba Amas. Even though you came back from where you were Koyne Shvisa. Once you did something Bimezit, you're going to be penalized. The Chenim Yatsu Chutzlechum Dadas. A person who sets out on the Mediterranean Sea, you can argue, hold on, if I'm traveling out beyond the Tchum, the ship left. So will we say, this doesn't matter where you, that I can, I can, only, I, I can only walk around four Amas on the ship. We don't say that. I didn't walk Bemezid outside the Tchum. I was... Uh, with m- mindfulness, I was in the ship. But the ship went beyond the Tchum. So at least in the Svina, which is all I care about, I can walk around uh, freely. And everyone relies on this. It's very common. Everyone traveled. People traveled on Shabbos on the ships the whole time. That's the way people traveled in those days. In the good way, in the better way. You went out, you violated the Bishoygeg. And then... And again, the rule is that a mechitza that's made on Shabbos, that I'm on Paskins, Shema Mechitza. So, providing that within that mechitza, there isn't 2,000 Amis. Which is within the Trum. And guys, everything is because we are speaking about a guy that left the tchum, shaloy ladas, the shoigeg, so we're matted. So now you can go back into your tchum, the kimushi yakane, which means you can walk within the whole city and even go on the opposite side up until the 2000 amma. In the case where you can't walk, and not walking means you only have four amas. So let's go back to our first case, guys. You walk beyond the city. You knew you're walking beyond the Tchum. And then you did Shuvah. Okay, I'm stopping. The four Amas, like we mentioned, is in front of you. You have four Amas. If you have to relieve yourself, you don't want to spend the whole Shabbos in the same Daladamas that you relieved yourselves. Then, doesn't say how much. Go out of your Daladamas to a place that you're comfortable, that even if you're going to make it not clean there, it's not going to disturb you. And then you can return. Now here's going to be a lenient. Leniency. What happens if the, uh, if the best place for me to relieve myself is behind a tree, is not in front of me, but it's back within the tomb. Oh, So now, I went out with Ladas. I'm a Kabul, the Oynish of Chazal. I got to spend the rest of the Shabbos there. Now I have to relieve myself. I'm allowed to leave my Daladamas in the place where it's going to disturb me the least. In that scenario, because I'm allowed to go back if that's the most, uh, you know, separated place. So here we say, at least over here, once you re-entered, you re-entered. I'm sorry, this leniency is only, only if you went out the Okay. Yeah. When I shloy ladas, right? Saying realizes, whoa, I'm outside my tchum. We're saying in that case he's stuck there. That Ramam already said that, but then Ramam gave many hatedim that if the goyim forced you back, or if you came back b'shoigig, or in this case you needed to go back because you have to relieve yourself, then we say since you went back, you went back. 
If you left B'meizid, you're stuck. Halachet Zayin, kol For example, Adam that are coming to testify that he saw the new moon. And people were encouraged to walk beyond the Tchum, to Yerushalayim and HaKadosh, to the Sanhedrin. The Chayoytza Bahen, Memisha Muta Lotzis Lodvar Mitzvah. You know, we had the Melchamas Mitzvah. You heard that Goyim are attacking a neighboring city. Wherever your destination is, there you have to... And furthermore, if your destination was a Medina, then you are like the people of that Medina. You have the whole city plus 2,000 amas to every side, which is great. Final halacha yud zayin, if you left with permission. And on the way going, you're in the middle of your trip. You've heard word that you're not needed anymore. The neighboring city was being attacked by Goyim, but uh, other people saved them already. So it says that you have 2,000 amas in each direction. And not what? Not like we mentioned, if you left even B'shoigeg, without another step, you're stuck. No. Now, does it mean you can go back to your city? No, but at least you have 2,000 amas. If some of the tchum that you left from is now within the 2,000 amas, in other words, if I would, that's, that means less than 4,000 amas. That means some of the tchum of the city is within the 2,000 amas that I'm giving then I can mamish go back. Gavaldik. I came from a city, I'm only allowed to walk 2,000 amas. I walk now another 2,000 amas. Or less. That's fine, there's 4,000, not more than 4,000 amas. And now I discovered that I'm not needed anymore. So I have 2,000 amas to go back. That final amma is the last 2,000 amas from the city. Then I can still walk back to the city. Back to, your original city. Back to my original city. Now, he's, he's writing specifically about this case because of weapons that we'll learn in a moment. First of all, when they did their mission, so I'm going to uh, the neighboring city to save them. But in that battle, I went even more. Wherever you ended up, you have 2,000 Amas. What happens if we're speaking about you defended a, a neighborhood from people that are, that, are, that, are, that are violent? So even though I won the battle, me telling me you got to spend Shabbos over there, I, now I won the battle. But they, the, my enemies can regroup. If they're going to know that I'm going to be there, I'm, I'm in danger. Once that, then I can walk where I came from. And more than that, they can even carry their weapons. Now, carrying the weapons is a biblical violation. That's because Pikuach Nefesh. The said a story. What happened was, is that one time that happened, they left the weapons there. They went back to their city. The Goyim regrouped, and they went to where they thought they would be. They didn't find them, but they found their weapons. They took their weapons, and they went to attack them. Never leave the weapons. We never abandon the weapons. As some countries do, we don't do that. You finish a battle, you take your weapons back with you. All right, Chebra Pedic, Koyach, is, this is going to be a, a very uh, beautiful chapter about specific technicalities of how, from where do you measure the Tchum. People who have Chayenus, even though it's almost all self-explanatory, but if you have the Chayenus, you're going to go to page, I have page 104 and 105, these pictures will be... And we have the pictures for Kevin, and Kevin is awake, and Kevin is going to post it on the chat. So let's go. Pedic Chofches has 19 halachas. How do we measure? From where do we measure? So it says that Amam Alach Aleph, Kol Beis Dira, Shoyetzim in Amadina, 
You remember the Ksugya? You know, the Ramam doesn't use these words here. I don't know why, but the Gemara calls this, Chazal calls this Ibura Shalir. The word Ibura means like a woman who's pregnant, her stomach protrudes. So there is a certain allotted uh, 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 amount right outside the city, even though there's no houses there, that is still called the city. And if you have even one little home, as long as that home was built for people to live in halachically, if it's within that Ibura Shalir, so we extend the city all the way until that hut, and then we still go beyond it, you still have a theoretical Ibura Shalir further. If it's exactly 70 amas and two-thirds of amma, or less, or less, which happens to be the side of a squared tusa'a that we learned about, we mamish learned about it in the Karpei, from the Ramam actually gave that measurement, or less, that little hut is considered part of the city. And therefore, when we said that if you're koina shvisa in a Medina, you don't, you don't deduct the 2,000 amas from your door of your house. You can walk the whole Medina. And then beyond the 2,000 amas, where do you begin counting the 2,000 amas? Beyond that little base dira. Now, just, wanna, just to explain the chiddush here, you know, sometimes you have one such hut. The Ramam is going to make it clear that that one hut allows you to draw then a line so even if you're going from another edge of that ruach, let's say this is going from, from west to east, I'm going to east. So here is where the hut is built. But the other, this is the only hut. If I'm going to be going from the northern uh, eastern corner of the city, I have no such hut there. Even there, you don't start counting 2,000 amas from when you left the city. You align that with this little hut, you make a line here, and that's all within the city, and you only count 2,000 out of that. What happens if you have, one, you have one such a hut? And then, going in the same direction, prior to going beyond the 70 Amas and the two-thirds of the Amma, you have another hut. Many, many miles. Many million. For these dinim, everything is like part of the original city. And therefore, when you measure, now we have to define a base dira. A base dira doesn't only mean a home which was built for people to live in, but you have other halachis of a bias. For example, that house has to have at least arba, not arba'a. Arba means four amas. Four amas means that people can lay down in it. Four by four or more. The gimel, the chain, beisakneses. Now, what about a shul that was commonly built outside the city? So, a beisakneses. It depends. Did they build a adjacent room in the beisakneses for the guard, for the shamash, for the chazan, for the rabbi to live in? That will make all the difference. If there's a beisakneses, shiyesh boy beisdira lachazanim, or even got to be a house of idol worship, but. In there, there's a home for the, for the priest to live in. You have a storage room. Storage room is not a baizdira. But in the storage room, there's a room for people to live in. Or a gesher, you have a bridge. People had little, under the bridge, there was a little uh, high scholar. Because for the, for the guy who's, who rips you off, who charges you the tolls, he lived there. The hakever, or even in a cemetery. If sheesh baizdira, or... Even if right now, some of it became a ruin. 
It used to be a proper four-walled roofed home, but it fell apart. But what do you have left? Three mechitzes? Even though there's no roof anymore. But there was or watchtowers and the houses that are built in there. Or another case, there was an original house that had four walls and a roof. Now, there is, the roof is still there, but two walls fell off. Doesn't matter which two walls. Still shame bias olive. The Hamana and a cave she is by being an LP of Yeshua based Dira. In other words, if it's a natural cave that was not designated for, that's not good enough. But someone used that cave to build a base Dira, call Elam and Sarfan Ima, all of that will combine to this Ibuda Shalir, Imhoiba Sechivim Abba Vishirayim. And Moisa bias Ayoitsei. Here, the Ramam says, when, that's only one house, but that extends the entire side. As we explained, what is considered a structure that's not good enough, it doesn't measure up to the standard. Even though there used to be a four walled house with a roof, but now it became a ruin. And now what remained? Only two walls without a roof. Even if people are still living there. Or, or a boy that's another chiddush. Now, guys, what happens if you don't have the house? The fact that if a house would be within the seventy amas and the two thirds of the amma, we would extend the city. That's called the ibura shalir. So, therefore, listen to this: you have one city here and one city there. Going seventy amas and one amma and two thirds of an amma. If the other city, if you were to walk seventy amas and two thirds of the amma, if there's any overlap, even though even though there's no house built, but since if a house would have been built there. It would have extended it. And two, these two cities, these two neighboring cities, have this one amma that overlaps both of that measurement. This in itself combines both cities. So if I begin Shabbos in this city, I can go to the other city, walk the whole other city, and only begin counting down the 2,000 amas when I leave the other city. You got it? There's one forty-one amas and one-third, which is 70 and two-thirds times two or less. Actually, they, they kiss, but they touch. That already combines both cities. And it says, anyone living in any one of these cities, their city, the other city, and they only begin counting down 2,000 amas when they leave the other side of the other city. Now, you have three cities. You have to triangulate them. It's a triangular. So they're not aligned. So first of all, go to the middle one. Any way you need to travel to the, to the, to the one to the right and to the one to the left. If you have 2,000 amas or less, in other words, these two cities are within the trum. Now, if you have in between the two outer cities, you have to make a triangular. If you have, you know what we're doing now? We are doubling the share. So 141 and a third times 2 is 282 and 2 thirds. So if you have that or less, you make believe as if the triangle, as if the dot 
that you can triangulate, you theoretically, you halachically, you put it actually in between the two cities. Allowing for you to have in between that imaginary end of middle city to the beginning of the other city, 141, two-thirds. And from the other end of this imaginary city that you extended in the middle, from the other side, 141 and two-thirds. So then all of them become like one city. How great is that? All of them become, which means we're not speaking about transferring, we're speaking about walking. I can walk to anyone that I want in any way that I want. And not only that, I have beyond any one of the other cities, beyond that, another 2,000 am. Now, another detail about a city. Think about it. Forget about homes. What happens if it's a walled city? People would think, oh, that's simple. If you create this imaginary wall, when you have this uh, bias, be Buddha Shalir, then if the city is walled, for sure, you only begin counting from the wall. No, it depends. Were houses built first or the walls were built first? I don't even care that the city was walled because people were planning to build homes in it. If they built the wall prior to building the houses, you only begin counting from the homes. Now again, if you have another home... Um, correct. But that's how we cheshven. That's the point. And if, and if I... It's all... If you would get to count from the walls, you would be able to go further... We don't call that the edge of the city. But if people settled in a city, and after you have a settlement, then they walled the city, even though they built the walls, not at the edge. They wanted the city to be able to grow. Since there was an ear, and this was made for the ear, that means the city goes until the wall. If a city was either um, rectangular, no, it's, it's a square, whether the Oirech and the Oirech are the same, but it's lined. So then it's easy. If, since when there's a rectangular or if it's a, um, if it's a square, the point is it's not a circle, it's not a triangular, it's not a pentagon. You have four corners. Then when you say you have 2,000 amas, so there's the Ruach of the Oilam. Ruach Heishel Oilam means the Mizrach Zait from the Welt, the Might of Side of the World, the Tzofen of the, of the World, the Dovenot. You don't, you don't go by the world, you go by the city. So if it's this shape, so if it's like this, or if it's like this, you understand, or if it's like that, I, I don't need to know which way is Ruach Mizrachis. There's four corners, so there's a line that's going in between the four corners, and I go not on an angle, which would give me less space, you understand? What happens if I go on an angle? Just think about this. If, I'm, if, I'm, if this is the Ruach, even though it's a city that doesn't fit the Ruachis of the world, doesn't matter. If there are four corners, I measure straight, perpendicular, not on an angle. If I were to measure on an angle, I would measure 2,000 amas, I would get 2,000, but it would be much closer to the city. You know, really, the Cheshman is, we just learned that, right? If you have 4 by 4, then the, then the diameter we learned is 5.6. Or let me go in the reverse. If, if, you're, if, you're, going, if you're going this way, it's either going to be uh, 2,800. That's the same Cheshman. Or if, I care, if I'm only measuring 2,000 amas, I think I'm like 1,450. If I measure 2,000 amas on an angle, I'm going to end the 2,000 amas, but it's really only 1,450 Be'erich. But you go go straight, and even though go straight. go straight, and even though I'm not going straight towards the east, because since it's a four-cornered city, then you use those lines of the city. Masha Enkin, if you have to make it first into a square, then you place the square. That's the halacha. Very simple. 
But if the city is circular, then you have to make for it corners, which is, a, which is great because you gain space. But the moment you make corners, where do you place the corners? Where do you make the box? Have the city is in the box. Then you align the box. Now, it's not only if it's a circle, if it's, if it's a triangular, or if it has five corners, or six corners. First thing you do is, is you square it off, which is a great leniency. You know what it means? It means that sometimes you get a lot more than 2,000 amas. Think if you have a triangular, and the bottom part of the city is very wide, and you're living in the top of the triangular, you don't get 2,000 amas. If you're going to these two, say, get much more than that. Because first you make a square. Then you begin counting the 2,000 amas. When it is squared off. Oh. Now that you are squaring it off, we just spoke that out. If the city is already square, I don't care. Ruach Mizrach is Ruach Tzfeinus. You follow the square, the line of your city. The moment you're making a square, then you actually manipulate, you make this imaginary halachic square aligned with the Ruach HaSoilam. Kedesha tehei kol Ruach Mimenu Meshucha keneged Ruach Meruach HaSoilam Umechovenes kenegda. And by the way, it makes it a lot easier to measure. Today we have a compass. It, 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 measuring is not so simple. Because like we mentioned, you, you, you don't go, you don't go in, the, in the horizontal. You don't go, you don't go um, sideways. sideways. Going sideways will lose space. How do you keep a line? At least if you're using the Ruch HaSoilam, people who know how to do that, it's a lot easier. I know today with modern technology, the whole thing is easy. Measuring land was a big chachma. It was a big chachma. We're going to learn about it soon. Halach Eches. mitzad echod mitzad echod. So it's a square. But here also the Ramam says, it doesn't matter if it's a square, but it's not the same. If it's a rectangular, that's fine. But what happens if it's not a rectangular? So it's like four corners, but the space between the two bottom corners is wider than the top two corners. You, huh? Trapezoid. Trapezoid. Again, you will, you will always broaden everything. Everything will be leniently. And only from that imaginary, larger boundaries do you count 2,000 amas. Hoisa, hoisa, it in gam. Gam is the Greek letter of gam, which is like, like an L. Like it's a chaf soifis upside down. Hoisa, 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 it was made like a bow. Right? So now, if, if you want to use the Chayenu's picture, guys, I'm going to just put it up here. This is really a great picture. I just, I hope everyone can see it. So, here you go. So, in both cases, look at the Ramam's rule. If the edges, if the edges are within 4,000 amas, then you get to make this imaginary line. And even though you're living here on the top, you only count 2,000 amas outside the line. And the same thing with the L. You make this imaginary line, and you only begin counting the 2,000 amas beyond this imaginary line. It's very simple. In both directions? In the other direction, you don't have to in this, in this case, because in the top direction, you're not making this into a square. Actually, I take that back. We just said you make a circle into a square. So then there's another squaring that you're doing. Yeah. That one is just right at the top of the circle. Yeah, that one is just on top of the circle. So if you're living on the top of the circle, you're not benefiting, you're not benefiting anything. Like if you're living in the outer parameters, you're also not benefiting anything in this direction. Okay. Um, where did we go over here? 
Yeah, I know, I just lost my place. Okay. So, test, right? No? Okay, I'm sorry, Ches. So, if it was like a gam or like a keshes, imagine, in other words, look at the, the coolers. You're giving yourself not 2,000 amma. It's as if everyone can walk 2,000 amma, and the guys from the other side are walking in the opposite direction, another 2,000 amma, as long as they meet. No, as long as they overlap. It's less than 4,000 amma. The yesed is the picture that we showed. If it's even 4,000 amma, which means that they kiss each other, but they don't overlap, you know, that means that, you know, that's, that's, that's the keshus means, I don't want to lose my place again. That means that if you're living in the top, in the top part of the city, then you only get the measure from, the, from here. And if you're walking in this direction, then you only have 2,000 amas from the edge of that area of the city. Halacha number nine. Now guys, you have to chop what's going on over here. I'm living near a river. The river aligns with one, with one side of the city. I want to walk 2,000 amas on the other side of the river. Now obviously, if, this, if the river is taking up the entire width of the city, how am I going to get there? But I can walk around it. Because I can walk here within 2,000 amas. So imagine it's more or less aligned with the city, but I can walk to this side, I can, I can walk out, and I want to get to the other side. So how do you measure that city? If they built a sidewalk, but not a sidewalk, a boardwalk, a halachic boardwalk, which allows people of the city to go all the way up to the river, the whole river is considered part of the city. And therefore when you are measuring the 2,000 amma, the, the, the river is in the city. You only begin counting once you reach the other edge. So you have a river. Daka is a dak. Maybe that's why the Goyim call it that. Daka means some sort of, you know, dak or boardwalk, something that allows people to walk all the way up there properly. And the key is that it has the width of four ames. It's a proper boardwalk or larger and it's going on the bank of the river. Why was that put there like a dock? Kadesh Yamdu allowed for people to be able to walk on it and to make use of the river. You want to go fishing. It allows everyone to walk to the river. Nimsas Anachal, we include the entire river inside the city. And when you measure the 2,000 amas in that direction, you only begin measuring once you hit the other side of the river. That's all because you built a dock. But if you don't have such a dock, if you don't have such a boardwalk, you know, what's the last house in the city? Imagine. You can't even go until, means once you're walking towards the dock, you are already eating up your 2,000 amas. Even though you, have a, you can walk around it, there's a bridge over it. It doesn't matter. The, the city ended where the houses ended. The nachal is within the 2,000 amas. No, no, it doesn't. I'm not fishing on Shabbos. It, it means that this Nachal, the city made something which allows them to make use of the Nachal. Since they can use it during the week. So it's part of the city. Halachatan. Yoishvet Sirifim. Guys, Yoishvet Sirifim today would be RVs. These huts that the Ramam is speaking about are huts that were not left in that location permanently. They would, they would make this little hut that would every now and then move. What did we learn in the beginning, in the last chapter? That if you don't, if you don't have a city, you basically have your Daladamas or your uh, Ma'ara, and beyond the 2,000 Amas. What happens if you have a whole group of these RV, an R, what's it called, an RV park? That's a great example. 
So do you measure from your RV, or if the RV park takes up a whole square mile, then you only go outside of it. That's because, that's the key here, guys, in the Gemara, because these huts don't have a Kviyus Makam. They were not built for them to remain there. It's not because it's flimsy. It's because they themselves will move it. But, That is fixed. That's Kavobim Akaimah. Which, by the way, I think most RV parks have some structures, right? How much structures? That's the key. Three chatseiros. Each one of these three have two houses that are fixed. And then around it, you have all of these little RVs. All of these little huts. Then since they are extending that center of the RV park, then we consider the whole thing a city. And all of the lenience we learned before we do over here. If they're not set up in a perfect square, then first you make the square. And then everyone gets to walk beyond any direction of the square, 2,000 amas. How great is that? And by the way, that's not going to be the dinner of, of an RV park. I'm sure every RV park, not everyone, they, they have these chatseiros, right? They have these chatseiros and they have bathrooms there. There are certain fixtures. If you have three chatseiros, each one having two houses, then it gives a din of a city. Halacha yudalaf. Ein moededin. Now we're learning how to measure. We're going to go through this quickly, but this is really fascinating halachas. Just to say like this, today, even on the street, you see people with the lasers, they're measuring. It's a big chachma to measure land. The chazal wanted, and they knew, they knew, that even if you're using this flax cord, which does not stretch extraordinarily, um, there is a certain amount of stretch, which will create a leniency. But as long as the cord that you're using is 50 amas long, which means that they want you to measure it 40 times. Even though there is a little bit, it's going to go a little bit beyond 2,000 amas, that's fine. But not, if, you're going, if you're going to use a smaller cord, then you're going to get more stretch. And they didn't, they didn't want you to use that. When you use a cord, there's a downside, that sometimes one can allow the cord to sag. If the cord were to sag, then you're losing a little bit. So they concluded, they want you to use the 50 amma cord with the exception of when you have to measure either a hill or a valley that you cannot go over. There's a din of mekadrin. We'll see soon what that means. When you're mekadrin, you're going to use a cord of only four ammas. Much shorter cord. If not, it will be, you'll be completely off. So let's read it inside. Beginning from, this goes, I think, almost until the end of the painting. Halach Ein um, yeah. In principle, the ropes have to be 50 amma, and not more and not less. That's key. 40 measures. And another detail, the material of the cord has to be out of flax. Look at the words of the Ramam. I remember this because don't think that those cords didn't stretch at all. Every, when you measure, you're schlepping a little bit. They didn't have the materials. Today you have metal. Today we have, you know, even when every, every person have a builder to have these wound up. They didn't have metal then. Metal was a hard thing. That today, a tape measure is going to eat it. If it's a tape measure made out of metal. So even though it's going to stretch, so they tolerated the stretch, but they didn't want you to do it more than 40 times. Now, the problem will be if the gland is not flat. Just like we spoke before when you go in an angle, that's also called an angle. That means if I'm going to go in the valley or over the hill, I'm really losing space. And we allow us to be lenient. In scenarios where the area in the valley or on the hill is too inclined or declined, so people don't make, make use of it, then you can just go straight, straight through it. That's the, that's the soul of what we're going to be learning. Higia, like guy, if you come to a... Now we're going into a crevice. 
If it's 50 yamas or less, we're speaking about a very, a very steep. And you don't have to measure inside of it. All you need to do is, Pashat, put the measure rope over it. That's the best thing. Mavliyoy. But when are you allowed to be mavliya? It there is a limit on how deep it is. For who she yeba umkai pachus ma'arbas alafim. I want to tell you, uh, uh, there's a whole arbas alafim. If I remember correctly, means two thousand ama to go down this side and two thousand ama another side. Has to be a little bit less than that. If I remember, we had that discussion. Not not four thousand ama just going down. This is still steep. Then you have, if not, you have to take that into account, which is gefralach. You lose a lot of space. Now, how does that work, Danny? What did we just learn above? Think about it. We learned that if you have a city built like a Keshes, then you can make this imaginary line. That's more or less what you're doing here. You're making the line above it. But you're using that line not to go up to the heavens. You're going over. You're mavliya it. That you are allowed to be mavliya all of it is if it's very steep. How do you define very steep? When people build straight walls, they would have what we call a plumb line. A plumb line is, there was a weight and bottom of a string, and you want it to go straight down. Today you have these bubbles ears. Today it's so much easier. Then they estimate it. So if it's so steep that if you were to put a line in there, it goes straight down, that means, it's, that means people don't use that. That is when you can be mavliyet. So I can ignore that space. Again, as long as it's not 4,000 Amma. But I can ignore it. So it's taka steep, but it's not straight down from the middle. Now you're not allowed to be mavliyet. Or less. Even here you can be mavliyet. It's amazing. I know some of it you have to think, but if it's more, if it's, if it's more than 2,000... Then you got to measure it. Okay. Halacha yud gimel. Now how do you measure it? We're going to get to that in a moment. Hoyagai ma'ukam. Magai ma'ukam means it's, it's, it's a very shallow valley. It's very shallow. Forget about that the plumb line. People go there the whole time just because it's not perfectly straight. Then you have to be makadar v'oilo. We're going to explain makadar in a moment. That means you have to measure but you still get a leniency. The leniency is, is that if I were to measure all of the land I would eat up the 2,000 amas quicker, quickly. We're going to push it to explain how they did it. I, can ex- I don't mind, I'll explain it now. That Amam uses the example of Mekadar when you're going up, but the same thing is when you're going down. So here, here we go. Here I'm going to use a much smaller rope. Here you will need to have two people. One person stands on the lower part, and they put, and one person stands on the higher part, whichever direction you're going. Whoever's on the higher part is going to put, I think, the four amas rope by their feet. They're going to hold it by their feet. The guy that's in the, in the lower part is going to be put at the Keneged Liboy. Which means the rope is more or less going to go straight. And you, then you add together the four amas by four amas by four amas by four amas by four amas. Even though we mentioned before that when you use, every time you use a measure, you end up stretching it. There's no better way to do it. In other words, you have to measure it, but you get to deduct, you benefit the incline part. That's called Mekadr. Another challenge. Even if it's very steep and you are allowed to be mavliya it, how are you mavliya it? The rope is only 50 amas. If the width from this edge to the other edge is 50 amas or less, what happens if the width is 60 amas? How are you mavliya it? 
So here I go. Guys, I'm measuring from the city 2,000 amas. Here, here, you have, a, you have this gay, and, and, and I can it's very steep. I can put a plumb line in the middle that's going to go straight down. It's not beyond 4,000 amas, so I'm including it in my measuring, but it's 60 amas from this edge to the other. If I'm going to walk in that direction or in this direction, at a certain point, this crevice becomes narrower or is non-existent. Measure there and approximate. You see, I'm here, I'm there. Do that over there. You get it, Danny? I hope it's clear. Words, I go to a distant place, align to it, and I make the measurement over there. There's one catch. No, 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 no. In other words, there's, there's a gap here of 60 yamas. But the, if I'm going to go more Litzafen or Lidarim, that, that valley at some point, this crevice will become narrower. So measure over there. And then it, and you're going to measure once and twice because it's 60 yamas over here. So you, get, you know, that's a big chachma how to do it properly. And then just keep on going. And then come back. So you're approximating. There's one, one nuance, and that is, is that if the there that has a narrower crevice so I can use the 50 amma measuring stick is beyond the Tchum Shabbos don't even go there because here there's an issue that someone is going to see the measuring people standing over there they're going to think that that's included in the Tchum even though they were only doing this approximation so as long as wherever they're going to be going because there the, the space is less than 50 amas, it's not beyond the Tchum Shabbos that's how they did it even though it's going to be by approximation Go to another place. means your mom is here looking. Ah, I'm, I'm, I'm on this line. I ended up on that line. I walk back. If you reach a wall. Now guys, I want to tell you something very simple. When you learn this halacha, you get trapped here because you think, what's the bachal the issue? A wall is very steep. What did we learn? If something is very steep, you don't, you, don't, you, don't, you don't measure the incline or the decline. You only have to measure the width of the wall. Big deal, so measure the top of the wall. The problem here is, is that the bottom of the wall is very, very wide, and the top of the wall is very narrow. And we try not to use these little ropes. We're using 50 armor ropes. That's, and we're trying to stay faithful to that. So what do you do? You don't say, well, make a hole in the wall like this, you'll get it perfect. That you don't have to do. Oimed means you approximate the thickness. People ask, why approximate? Take the rope, go to the base of the wall, and just go through. We don't do that. In other words, we're trying to avoid using a rope in any space less than 50 yama, unless you don't have an option. Then you're then you're mekader, um, and when you're mekader, you're using because every time you use a rope from here until there, you're going to be stretching it, you're going to be sagging it. Better to estimate. That looks like it's like four tefachim. Add it. The chenim efshali shtamas boy, moedah medida yafa. If you if the wall can be used, it has to be measured in a exact amount. Now, how do you do it in an exact amount? If it's a plumb line, then you have to measure it exactly. And yeah, measuring exactly means you're going to be using only a little part of the wall to measure it. If you come to a mountain, a mountain is the opposite of a gay with the same rules. Not decline, incline. If it's so steep, I know we learned other shiurim that are even steeper. It's not like that, but within, within um, five amas, 
you end up going up a height of ten tefachim, then, like we learned before, you're mavliya it. Now, guys, it's very easy to be mavliya a valley. Here's a valley, guys, my cup. Mavliya means one guy stands on this side, one guy stands on the other side. You go over. How are you mavliya ahar? You build it, you have to put a pole here. They put a pole here. Let's say the 50 yamas from the city ended here. Put a pole. Put the one edge of the string on top of the pole. From one pole to the other pole, 50 yamas. Which is where the string is going to end. The tops of the poles go over the mountain. That's, that's perfect. If you can do that, that means that the mountain is not that tall. But you're only mavliyad because it's very steep again. If it's not that steep, you can't do that. Now, if it's even steeper, even steeper, you know what we get to do? You can approximate. Why would you have to approximate if, if you're trying to put poles over it? Guys, the, it, the mountain might be too tall. If the mountain is too tall, then you can approximate it. If you can't be mavliyayit, I don't care. You, the poles are higher than the mountain, the tops of your pole. But the mountain, the width of the mountain in that direction is beyond the 50 yamas. Here again, mekadren ma'at ma'at. And that's the meaning of Chazal when they say mekadren behadren. What does it mean? Mekadren, keitzad. Keitzad mekadren behadren. Oi begei ois. When you cannot be mavliyait. Oichsen shnaim chevel shol arba amas. Here they allowed you to use a rope that's much shorter. It's only for amas, not 50 the guy who's standing in the higher part is going to put it near his feet. The one who's on the lower part will hold it next to his heart. So the rope is more or less going to be going straight the whole time. Whenever you're mavliya it, we said one option is that if you can't do it here, you go to a place far away. We spoke this out before. Don't go too far away that you are completely outside of the Dukhum Shabbos because people are going to think that you are allowed to walk there. Now that you begin to chab, that measuring land, what's called land surveyors, is an, ex, it's an expertise. You can only rely on the expert. So he knows how to measure land. Once it was already established that the Tchum Shabbos of this city goes until that point. And for whatever reason, another expert comes and says, you know, let me, reach, let me check that out. And you end up with two Tchumen. Which one do you follow? If the difference between them is not too much, as we'll describe, you follow the one that gives you more space to walk. Riba batchum mehen umiyat batchum shoymen loy batchum shariba. We go lekula. Not that there was already a chazaka. You're measuring for the first time the tchum Shabbos, and you hired for some reason two experts. Never do that. You're asking for trouble. It's a guy is ill. He goes right away to two doctors. You're gonna have two opinions. You always listen to the one that gives you more to walk. As long as the difference between them is not more than the that will explain in halacha yutches. We spoke it out before. Let me just repeat it again. Once you already know how to make the line, imaginary line, the actual line, when you go out, you go in that direction. In a perfect uh, right angle. 40, a 90 degree angle, which is great. If you're going to go measure in that angle, you're going to get the most you could. The moment you're doing it inclined, you're going to lose a lot of space. It's going to be eaten up by the incline. By the, by, so, like we said, 2,000 amas is, is 2,800 amas. Or in the reverse, 
If someone is using 2,000 amas in incline, he's really going to end up around 1450 away from the city. So if the difference between them is not more than that, so we say the reason why these two experts came to a different conclusion is because one of them, one of them measured it crooked. The moment there is a greater gap between them, then you have to measure it again. It's too big of a difference. Let's read it inside. When one of this bigger, let's try to argue. He began at a corner. And he did it on an incline. And therefore, he measured 2,000 amas, but he only hit this um, at 1420. That's the exact number. Did it properly, but the we don't allow for a mistake to be more than that, for the difference between the two to be more than. That. If it's more, if he measured it by Allah and he and he used the fifty ama string and he did forty times, if he did not do it straight, when he's going to hit. Really, 1420 from the city, his 40th measurement would end. Which means you really have another 580. So if the other guy added up until 580 approximately, then we interpret that difference because one guy did it by Allah, so you know, and you're good to go, you follow the Echad Shariba. But, but if there's a difference more than 580 Amas, then one of the two really made a mistake. We don't know which one, then you got to do it again. The Ramam doesn't say to do it again. The Ramam says we don't listen to anyone. Halacha yutes. Now, afilo ever shivcha. Since tchumen of the two thousand amas midrabanan, we are lenient also on the following halacha. If an evet or a shivcha, which are normally not kosher to be witnesses, they are believed to say, "I remember that until here is part of the tchum shabbos," and you don't have to hire an expert to measure. Another than when someone is an adult. They can testify that I remember that when I was a minor, everyone used to walk until this uh, mark, until that tree. Even though that I'm on Paskins, the shear of two of twelve mil is midoyraisa, but we're measuring the rabbinic measurement. Atkan tchumen, and now the final pedic of today, which is taka the longest, but it's very easy. Like very easy, like almost a big part of it. It's about Kiddush and Abdullah. And the beauty about the Rambam, the big Kiddush of the Rambam that not everyone follows, is that the Rambam understands that the biblical mitzvah of remembering Shabbos is bechnisosoy ubi yitziyosoy. Remembering means midairaisa, using words. The wine is rabbinic, but it's equal a chi of doiraisa. Okay. Pedic Chavtes has also 29 halachas, halacha alaf mitzvahs, asayim in atoyda lekadosh yom ha-shabbos bedvarim. We sanctify Shabbos how verbally, and that's based on the beginning of the fourth commandment, where it says, zochoyr es yom ha-shabbos, remembering means verbally, not remembering in your brain, remembering by saying words, kolemer zochreyu, zechiras, both shevach and kiddush, words of Praise and words of sanctification. And v'tzorech lizoichreyu. Guys, this is midoyraisa, both in the beginning of Shabbos and at the end of Shabbos. And that's what we call b'chnisasai, is through verbalizing what we call kiddush hayoyim. And when it leaves, by verbalizing the havdalah. Now, so before the, before the wine, the wine is midrabanan, but now you have to verbalize it. So the first thing chazal, the way the Ramam is masadim, doesn't add the wine. First he says, what do you say? Not everyone should make up their own words of Shavach and Kiddush. These are the words. Base. 
וזהו נוסח קידוש היום. ברוך אתו השם אלוקינו מלך העולם, אשר קידשנו במצווה ורוצה בנו, ושבס קודשי ביהבו. וברוצה הנחי לנו, זיכרון למעשה ברשת. תחיל למקרא הקודש, זכר לציאס מצרים. כיוונו ובחרתו, ויסונו קידשתם מכל העמים ושבס קודשך ביהבו, וברוצה הנחלתנו, ברכתו השם מקדש השבס. That's the Nusach of Kiddush. And that's the Nusach of Baruchat Hashem Elokeinim Aluch Olam. Hamavdul bein Kodesh Lachol, bein Or Lachoshech, bein Yisrael Amin, u bein Yoyim Ashvila Shismi Amaisa. Baruchat Hashem, Hamavdul bein Kodesh Lachol. Now says that Amam Aluch Adalit Ikerak Kiddush is by night. By night means that Amam says Bikni Sosoi. Bikni Sosoi means at night. Ve'im Le Kiddush Balayla, bein B'Shogeg Meim Amazed, then Mekadosh Vahelach Kolayim Kulay. And that Kiddush that you'll make for the first time is going to be a biblical Kiddush. Similarly, if you did not make Abdullah at, at the end of Shabbos, Mavdullah Machar. Umavdullah Elach Ad, Soif. What Nusach do you have in your Rambam? So, it's, whoever has the Yom Revi, just it was a mistake. Sometimes this is a mistake. It's not two Gersois. Until the end of Yom Shlishi. But if, uh, as we'll learn in today's Spadek, in this Spadek, you also make a bracha over fire, that you only do on Matzi Shabbos. And that's the rule. The Gemara says in Pesachim Kuvav that three days of the week are Shayachim to the Shavu of the Shabbos of Halacha 5. Asur la'adam la'echol lishtus yayin. From when it becomes halachically Shabbos until you make Kiddush. Similarly, from when Shabbos ends, can't begin a meal. What the Ramam is saying is, is that if you already began a meal, a meal, not drinking wine, washing meal, only washing, prior to Shkia, then you can eat as much as you want. And Achayavdol. However, with the exception of that you are allowed to drink water prior to Abdullah. Now, don't say, I already, broke, I already broke it. And therefore, since I ate, I don't have to make Kiddush anymore. Or since I ate, I don't have to make Abdullah. No, 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 you're still, you're still equally to do it. And only then can you continue to eat. They added, no, it's the Nusach, it's like the Ramam says, Birchas Hamazan, the first three brachas is Midoy Raisa. Even though Moshe Rabbeinu wrote it, Yeshua wrote it, David and Shlema. No, no, no. God says, The Chazal gave the words. But when you're saying those words, you're fulfilling a biblical obligation. When you're saying these words, you're fulfilling the biblical Kiddush. But then there's another nuance. There's an add-on to the Kiddush. And furthermore, when it comes, You know what's interesting? that some of the Kiddush we also make at night, but he doesn't mention that. However, when you make Havdalah during the prayers, after saying the words of Havdalah, even on a rabbinic level, you can do any malacha you want, but you can't eat or drink. That's where you have to add Alakois. Masha Enkin, guys, Friday night, Friday night, even before you said the words of Kiddush, you're also to do malacha independent of the Kiddush. So the Kiddush is to be matted eating and drinking. Making the Kiddush in the tefillah is not matted the eating and the drinking. He doesn't have to mention anything. Now, when you, now, oh, so now we added wine. Oh, you added wine, you got to make a bracha for the wine. Right? That's one of the arguments of and Beisilol. So when do you make the bracha alayayin? You know, you're mafzik one way or the other. So we paskin, first you make the bracha, and then you make the Kiddush. And by the way, the same thing with Abdullah. Another din, 
ואין לו נוי תל יודב עד שיהיה קדש. In other words, Kiddush is called a hefzik בנטילס ידיים, and I'm going to see if you're making Kiddush over wine. And don't think, since, anyways, as we'll learn today in Perek, in Kiddush, I might as well get up once, wash your hands, make Kiddush, we don't, we're not allowed to do that. Kiddush, which means we're going to add the Yom HaShishi in a moment. But before that, it began, it's a beautiful, the Seder. The Bracha is the Kiddush. Biblical Kiddush. The Chazal said, add wine. We paskin, the wine is before the Kiddush. Okay, Halacha 7. So, which holds the amount of Erevis. Or more, and we already had this before, we also mentioned by Berch that this din is only if the cup is dirty. Even though, we are, we are careful regardless. But you have to clean it from inside and outside. And, and another detail, you hold the cup in your right hand. And another detail, you lift your right hand above the ground, a tefach or more. I would say that that means that I was just thinking that maybe that I'm, a, you know, you, if you would sit when you do Kiddush, and, and the Rambam, not in the, in the European world, they would lay on the ground. So pick it off the karka. That means that you make Kiddush, uh, we'll see in a moment. And don't even give your left hand to help. And yes, yeah, Shuki, we bring it off the table. And by the way, there's a machlekes Rashi Rabbeinu Tam one tefach or three tefachim. We have that by Kenyanim, and we pass. And I forgot who says what, but we lechumra we do three tefachim. Very good. But let's go with the Rambam. So it's off the ground one tefach, and now you make a bracha lagefen, and then you're mekadosh. Now, Zakhtar Rambam. Now there's a minig. So we're constantly adding, not in a way where you make a hefsik. Umekao minig pashat b'chol Yisrael first likrais b'parshas vayechulu. Interestingly. Right, the Ramam doesn't say Yoyim Hashishi. Tzemach is looking at me. And then, and then, and let's go further. How much do you have to drink? And And after everyone tastes of the wine, that's all the minig. And then you begin the meal. Another halacha in Kiddush Alamakam Suda. Don't make Kiddush here. Bias here means a room. And eat over there in another room. No, eat and make Kiddush where you're having a meal. By the way, a meal doesn't need to be Hamoitzi, but it has to be from the Hamish Hamidim. Avol, im Kiddush Bezov Yezu, if you are in the same room, but at a different location, and you're making Kiddush in this corner, and you're eating in the other corner, you're good to go. So now comes Akasha. There was a minute Kadmoinim that every shul made Kiddush, as we do on Chabad Sola. But here we have a meal. Where did it come from? Now, uh, by the way, there are shuls that do this even if no one is eating there. But it, he's, it began because there used to be, like we had in, in, in the Truman Shabbos. We learned that a Beis HaKnesses, even though you can only uh, daven in the Beis HaKnesses, there was a side room. Travelers would stay there and the, the community would provide food for them. And Kiddush was made for them. And whoever was in shul would wait to hear that Kiddush. That's the way it works. So Kiddush was made in the side room, but it was made loud, and people in the shul used to hear the Kiddush. They didn't leave the shul, and now it became a minig, and many shuls that Kiddush is made. Halacha test. You're halushing to have bread. Or you don't have wine. Then you are, you are in such a case, allowed to make Kiddush over bread. You know what happens? If you make Kiddush over challah, then you have to wash. And then, even though you're going to do the minig of saying, Vayachulu, it's not called a hefzik. That's the key over here. Either if you want bread more than wine, or you don't have wine, then 
and you're mevadeich hamoitzi. Maybe not to say vayichulu. Uh, maybe not. I don't know. You make hamoitzi, and, and we already established that the hefsik between the bracha of hagafen, the kiddush is not called a hefsik. You're makadish, and then you break the bread and you eat it. When are you allowed to substitute the wine with the bread for kiddush Friday night? Havdalah has to be done over liquid. And again, the Ramam writes, on wine, as we'll see in a moment. And you made, what's the issue? You made Alan Tila Sidoim. The Ramam says that Tfilah Shav is Oigavalt, is taking God's name in vain, like taking an oath in vain. So you know what you do? You don't say, Baruch Hashem, but now you make Kiddush over bread. Gavaldik. Because she made the bracha until the Mitzvah another din. There's a mitzvah to make a bracha over wine. All you do is you make the bracha prior to eating the Shabbos day meal, and that kiddush is called kiddush araba. Kiddush araba is al derech we call the blind man, the sagi nahar. It's like a euphemism. There's a lot of light. Kiddush araba means many words. Meaning, it's only the, it happens to be that everything that we added today in the Shabbos day Kiddush tak is a lot longer than the Friday night. But that's an add-ons. The Kiddush of the day is simply make a Boire Priya Gofen. Umavarech Boire Priya Gofen Bovad. Vesoyse, vacharkach yitol yodo v'yisoyd. And says that Ambam v'osru lo'ilo odom sheyitoim klum. You may not even taste anything. Forget about having a meal prior to making Shabbos day Kiddush. And the gam kiddush there, even though it's only midrabanan lo yia ela b'makim su uda, because what does the Gemara say? Shekol mashe tiknu chachamim kein do iraisa tiknu yud aleph yeshle lo adam lekadosh alakoyis erev shabbos moed yoy. When does that restriction become chal? Like before you're according to the Rambam, when you wake up to learn chasidus uh, and it's the crack of dawn. You should already make kiddush. <laughs> no, you should eat until after you eat. Yeah. Let's go. Let me let me go better because because let's go back. The Rambam says you're not allowed to eat before you daven. Not to talk about. You wake up, you're gonna daven, and then you're gonna can be time. You can drink water. The Rambam says, and we said you can even have a coffee, but that's it. No muzach. Forget no 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 and nothing. You can be time with that silchas silchas tefillah. We learned. Okay, Allah yudal. Everything is the real deal. The Rambam paskins this way. Can you be Mekadosh the Yom early? Yes, you could. Even though that actual Shabbos did not come in. And we know again, the Rambam, that that's really me plag hamincha. That's what the Rambam is. He's not going into his details right now. And likewise, here's a Chiddush. You can make Havdalah after plag hamincha. Even though, as far as Hilcha Shabbos is concerned, it's Shabbos until Tzais. Okay, not the Rabbeinu Tams. You know where you know where this is used? If a person is an Oynan, that's until today. The guy's an Oynan, an Oynan, during the week, doesn't make brachas. He's not mechuyiv to, to make Abdullah. And uh, I'll tell you by, by me, my father was buried uh, Yom Haravi. And I, it was too late. For, I didn't make Abdullah that week. And the Rabbi Reichert told me later, what I should have done is, it should never happen. Is that, is that then you daven mincha before plaga mincha on Shabbos? Listen to what you do. And that person davens mitiv after plaga mincha. Shabbos. It's Shabbos Kodesh. They make havdola ala kois without no Asian fire. Because it's still Shabbos. But then at least they made havdola. And then they wait until the end of Shabbos. And then, you know. No psamim. And no, because Shabbos is still Shabbos. 
And afterwards, our oinam don't make, don't make, our oinam doesn't make brachas. That's the thing. You know, you can't do psalmim. Okay, let's go right there. Another example is like in a nursing home. What's in a nursing home? Because people are not there. It's a great example. Okay, great, great, great. Afa pishadaini shabbos she mitzvah zechira lo amra bein b'shas knisasi v'itziyasi or even bein koydam l'shazu b'maat. You hear that amam is merames. You can't do this noon b'maat. We know means. After plagamin, halacha yud beis mishra yoichel keber of Shabbos. All right, this happens today when the Purim is out of Shabbos. So you're having a meal, and even though I'm saying that because normally we're not allowed to eat out of Shabbos to give honor to Shabbos, but if a guy was eating, and v'kadosh olav ayoyim, it's shkia, and he's in the middle of the meal. So here's the unique halacha, right? Poitis mapa mekadosh. Poitis mapa means you cover the bread on the table. You're not washing again. You're not benching, but you can't eat anything. Got to make kiddush. When you make kiddush, you have to cover the bread. And then and then make and then there's Let's go in the reverse, and the reverse is not so. If you're having a late shalosh again, as long as you wash before shkia, the yotz shabbos, and he's in the middle of the meal. You're not poitus anything to do avdallah. You can continue to eat. I don't care on biz and mitnacht. And the noitel yadov. That's my machroinim. By the way, that kois you're not allowed to drink. But you use the kois, many people use. And then, you make mavdol on that kois. That's the way that Amam says, don't drink it up. Now, if a guy made, there were kveya su'ud on drinking wine. That was more chashub than anything other than having bread. Don't say that since we began a drinking fabrengen, uh, on wine, not on mashka, on wine, it's chashev. So once we began that before shkia, you can extend it. This is only if you began hamoitzi. And avada, not for anything else. No, it's people that chapa shaloshudis after mincha shabbos have to be careful to make sure that mincha ends before shkia. I know that there's many different shkias. Before someone's shkia, for you to begin a su'uda before shkia, for you to be allowed to eat as long as you want. And, and but if it, if you're middle of a drinking session, no, stop it. You can't drink anything before you make havdala, and then and then you go back to your drinking. You ended your meal. What should be the right seder first? Here he use another cup. Don't use the same cup. In other words, you know what you can say? Make birchas hamazen. You're holding the cup. Right away, make Yiddish. Don't do that. Don't, benching ala kois is a mitzvah. Making Kiddush is a mitzvah. That will be an example, right? Don't, they say in English, don't kill the, uh, two birds with one stone. We're not trying to kill anything. We, we, we want to get every mitzvah to give it its own chashivas. And the mitzvah of my friends, which includes making it ala kois, are two separate biblical mitzvahs. No, no, we're going to, because by Havdallah. No, 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 I'm going to say that. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you the difference, Danny, because by Havdallah, Mavdil, Amavdil, in Shemayim, Amavdil without a kois. No, it's Havdallah of a kois is only going to be at the Rabbanon, because we make Havdallah during Maidav. So now I'm not doing two mitzvahs, the rice on the same cup. 
I don't know. Uh, leave, leave, let's let's hop that later. Uh, good weiter. Which is 8 o'clock. Halacha yudalat. That has to be figured out, right? That Amam says to use the same cup. What wine is good? Only a wine that's fit to be poured on the holy mizbech. Therefore, if even only a drop of honey, even only a drop of soed, in a big barrel, because on the mizbech, we say this in Kabbalah every day, in the whole might of, in the, in the, in the, in the that I'm lived in the West. Not those Easterners. However, people say, no, no, no. You can't use a wine that smells bad. Or what? The Ramam doesn't want you to use wine right now. Everyone is made that you can't use wine that has a bad smell. You can't use wine that was left uncovered. Even today, that we're not chayish for water, we're not allowed to make kiddush or wine that's cooked. Ah, she'en, that, that for sure, that Amam adds, not only that, even a drop of honey is also going to passle the wine. Uh, by the way, grape juice can be without it being cooked. We'll see in a moment. It doesn't have to be mishtaked, but it has to be pre-cooked. According to the Ramam, Guys, if it tastes one way and it smells another way, what is the dominant, the smell or the taste? Consistent. If it tastes already like vinegar, even though it smells good, Tam is Iker. I know Tam ke Iker normally means something else, but just that's an easy way to remember this halacha. Ein mekachin olaf. The Iker is the Tam. V'chein shemarim. If you had shemarim, that you put water on it. Afal pish yishbem Tam yayin. Ein mekachin alein. That's another thing. There, it's not about the Tam. It's not substantial enough. Amed v'anam amurim. If, b'shenas an alaf shemarim, if you put three measures of water, and what comes out at the end is less than another Another equal amount, right? To say that each one is a quarter. If it's less than that, that means that there wasn't enough wine left in the in the shemarim, and that's why it's called colored water. It's not called wine. Avlam hoitzi arba. That's called wine, even though it's very diluted wine. And then you can make kedushan. Talacha to zayin keli shayimali yain. Even if the keli was machzik many deviyasin, if anyone would drink from it, even only a drop, it's poigim all of that wine, and you can't use the rest. Because it's considered remnants of a left of cup. Guys, you know you can correct it. The Raman doesn't speak about it now. The way you correct it is, is that you pour any amount of wine from the bottle back in the cup. That's important to remember because people do it a lot today. They have a big cup. They want to use it back. You can use it again. But first, take away the pagam. It's here the opposite. It smells terrible. It smells like vinegar. But it tastes like wine. Let's be consistent. The tam is the ikr. Gavaldik. Omekachinolov. The chen yain mazuk. If diluted wine. Yain samukam. Raisin wine. Could be used. As long as the raisins had some sort of lachluchias. She'im yidrechoisam. Some sort of concentrated syrup will come out of it. The chen yain chadash migitoy. Which is what we call grape juice. That means it did not ferment. There's no alcoholic content in it. But it was not cooked yet. Then yes, olaf. And therefore, a person is even allowed to squeeze grapes straight out of the grapes prior to shops. Right? And then that's an, and make Kiddush on it. Now, if you have a Medina, it's a poor Medina, the poor man's wine is beer. Even though beer may never be used for Kiddush, Mutter Lahavdul Olav, Including because all of these are days declared by God to be a day of rest. That's the rule, guys. If you go 
chamura le kedusha kala you make havdala. So matzah shabbos tiyamtiv, but you don't make havdala the matzoy shabbos. Because you're going to be Kedusha Kala, the Kedusha Hamura. Halachi, you test. What's the Nusach of Kedush of Yamtiv? And then for every yom to be added its own text. Yom chagamatzes aze, yom chagashvus, yom chagasugas zman cheduseinu, zman matan toyduseinu, zman simchaseinu biyahava. Zeichel tzias mitzrayim. Kivano vacharto avaysonu kidash to mikoloamim oviyadi kachucha besimcha vusasen enchaltanu parachato Hashem ekadish esrol vehazmanam. Now, if Shabbos is together with Yom Tov, then you mention Shabbos when you make the chasima. And what comes first, right? Toder b'she'ena, Todam the frequent trumps. Kederach shechoisim, but during the davening, which is mekadesh hashabbos. And if it's Rosh Hashanah and Shabbos, Chosim always putting Shabbos first, Makadash Shabbos Yisrael the Yamazikorin, Kedarash Chosim at Filo. Halacha Chafala Bilele Yomtev, Makadash Aligayan Kish Shabbos. And if you don't have wine, or like we mentioned before, Kiddush, if you desire to have bread, then you are allowed to make Kiddush over bread. The rabbinic, just the Bayer Priyagofen, is done on Yom Tov, the way it's done on Shabbos. In other words, the point is you're making now Havdala. Why? Because it's Mikadusha Kala, Mikadusha Hamura, Mikadusha Kala. But Chila, right, the Yakna has. First you make Gefen. Then that's the Yain. Then you make Kiddish, Kiddish Ayantiv. Then you make Neir. And then you make Havdallah. Which means you conclude with Havdallah. How do you conclude the Havdallah? Hamadl bin Kodesh la Kodesh. Vacharkach Mavarach Shechiyanu. Uh, by the way, the Ramam in, uh, in the Brachas did not mention Shechiyanu because the Ramam in the laws of Brachas was mentioning Shechiyanu that comes on something that's Chodosh. And the Shechiyanu of Yomtev is not because of the Chidush, it's because of Yomtev. If you forgot to make Shechiyanu on the first day, you make Shechiyanu on the second day. And if it only would have been because of the novelty of Yomtev, then the Halacha would not be that way. Halacha Chav Gimel. Kol Leili Yomtev. Ubalal Yom HaKippurim. We make Shechiyanu. However, on Shvi Shal Pesach, Ein Mivarcham Shechiyanu, B'pnei, it's not a regal B'pnei Atzmai, like we say on Shmini Atzeres, Pizar Keshav. Not for Shvi Shal Pesach. And you already made Zman, B'tchilas HaPesach. Halach Abdal, let's say that Avlom Notzei Shabbos, first you make a Barachah on wine. Right, he doesn't have the Hinei Keli Shuasi. That's like the minig that was added later. And then you make the Barachah on Psamim. And then you make the Barachah on fire. The Ketz Mivarach Alaner. Remember that? Boirei, over here. You can only make the brach on the fire. You have to first derive benefit from its fire. How do you derive benefit from fire? Using it to see, to discern. Between the coin of this country and the coin of another country. But Ramam didn't have the fingernails. The, uh, you have to have coins. If it was lit up for any idol worship purpose, and even if you don't know, the Ramam says that Goyim that got together, if they were not Muslims, they were Christians, so that's Avoid Zara. And the assumption is, is that they're celebrating something for the Avoid Zara. As we learned before. Yisrael in Hilchas Brachas. Yisrael shehid likmo evdik chavam azolis. 
Think about that. In words, they lit a fire for the Avodah You took from their fire, you made another fire. Yes, you can make a bracha on it. However, from other we care about the last one. No, we don't care the last one. From a Yid, I think if he would be doing it to his Avodah maybe he wouldn't have taken it from a Yid. Okay. If you're outside a city and you see light, there's light coming from a city. It's so lit up that you can already be mafchen be matbeya You can make a bracha there. There was no, there was fire then. So that, but but maybe they're goyim. You go after the majority of the inhabitants. We already had this. Why? Because those fires were not lit to give light. Those fires were lit to bake food. Don't use it. If you have coals that was lit for your to give light. If you're going to put a toothpick in between it, it's going to cop fire. Right? That's called already enough flame. Now guys, remember, you want light that was lit. In a Beis HaMedrash, they lit fire. But if there's also an Adam Chashub there, we can say that the fire lit in the Beis HaKnesses was and for the Adam, which is good for the person that you know to see. That lives in the Beis HaKnesses, even though it's in a side room, we consider all of the candelabras that were lit in the Beis HaKnesses also to give a flight, and that's okay. Now, Avuka means you don't want to have one wick. You want to have more than one wick, like we have, and we call the Havdalah candle. Mitzvah min If you don't have two, you're good. What do we do when we go from Shabbos to Yom Tif? What's our minik Chabad? It, it, we don't. We don't even pick up the. We look. We look at the nair. You don't need to have, you look at one nair. In, in normally, mitzvah and amufchar is to have a, what we call a avuka. And the lavdafka. They're not together. Oh, it's not an avuka. It's not an It's not an avuka. Very good. The ein machazin and laoid. You don't have to look for fire the way you have to look for the other mitzvahs. That means if you're making avdolo do hasnish, hasnish, hasnish. Talacha chavzayin oir shuhud like b'shabes lochayla. Guys, in just a few more minutes. If you have a fire that was lit on Shabbos, boifen hamuter. Someone was ill. A woman was giving birth. You are allowed to make a bracha in it on matzah Shabbos. Let me just say the words. The, the fire that you need was lit and it was not lit that it was Shabbos. you can light it after Shabbos even if it was lit on Shabbos if you did not break the Shabbos with it you can use it how did they make a fire then they didn't have you know they, they would take they would rub things against each other that's, that's good if you do it Matzah Shabbos. Actually, that's the way fire came into the world the first time by Adam. When it got dark, he used two different flintstones or whatever it was and he, and he created fire. But Yom Kippur, we do not make the Boerim Ha'eish on fire only if that fire was lit prior to, and that's very important, like in the shul, not, e- not even to take from the Oyer Shashavas. You make the Bracha on the Licht that was lit the whole Yom Kippur. Now, even if on Yom Kippur, it was, you did not break Yom Kippur with it. It was lit because someone was ill. A woman was giving birth. Right? But if, if it was lit on Yom Kippur, but it was lit then you could make a bracha on it. What the word do you have in your Rambam? 
There's printing mistakes. No, no, no. I know, by me I have the word Avoida. It's even on Yom Kippur, as long as it, as it was resting from a Chilul Yom Kippur, but it was done on Yom Kippur Beheter, that's also okay. Final, no, not final. Second to final. Yom Yom Tov is in the middle of the week. What are you saying, Abdullah? You're saying Bain, the sixth day is on the seventh day. Hello, Yom Tov. It's not six. You say that. You say, I'm Abdullah. As you say on Matzah Shabbos, why? Because you're not saying that Yomtiv is, Yomtiv is not six days on seventh day. You're declaring that God Almighty created Havdalah from the reality. And there is a Havdalah which is between the Shabbos is holy. Not that today is Shabbos. This is going out of Yomtiv. Even though on Matzah Yom Kippur we do make a bracha by Nersh Shabbos. Final Allah Chavtes. Why do we make a bracha on Matzah Shabbos Dafke? See, it makes sense. The candle. The candle is because on Shabbos you can't create fire. And by the way, that explains Yomtiv. Unlike uh, no, no, Yom Kippur. Yomtiv, you should know, you can create fire. Midoyraisa. Midarabonan, you cannot create fire. But even Midarabonan, you can use a prelit fire. So you're showing that now I can make fire, Shabbos and Yom Kippur versus Yom Tov. But some, what's unique on Shabbos? The nefesh, which is the part of the soul that is the closest to the body, it's forlorn. It's uh, sad that Shabbos is leaving. So how are you in Sameach the Nefesh by smelling something that smells good? Yidin Gavaldik.